Welcome to the Making After School Cool podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education, and I'm your host, Mike Wilson. If you have not before now made plans for your summer camp, you're running very, very, very late. Therefore, the topic of this episode of the Making After School Cool podcast is the time is now to finalize your ideas for a great summer program. Since school will soon be out, parents need a safe and positive place for their kids to attend that provides kids with things to do, help them meet new people and learn new things. For the last couple of years, I've discussed this issue with Christian Miller, founder of eTeachingMe, to provide advice for parents concerning selecting the right summer program for their kids as well as guidance for summer camp staff with planning a fun, safe, and great summer camp. Christian is the author of many educational resources and has over 18 years of professional and direct experience in early childhood education, including classroom teaching, tutoring, and presenting workshops. She is a professional curriculum writer and self-publisher of eTeachingMe. eTeachingMe is an online early childhood curriculum for parents and educators to use when teaching children aged one to five years old. She also has experience planning and operating summer camps and is a valuable resource for parents and summer program staff with creating a positive summer experience for children. Christian, thanks so much for joining me again to discuss summer programs and camps. This is a third year of talking about this topic and I always look forward to interviewing you. Thank you so much for having me today. My pleasure. As stated earlier, it's a bit late to start planning for summer programs, but in your opinion, what is the best time to start planning for the summer? Pre-planning is always very important, and we don't want to procrastinate on something that has a lot of moving parts, such as summer camps. So I would recommend all programs and all leaders of those programs to start planning for summer camps early on in the year. I would always start planning in January of that year to, you know, plan the curriculum out, obviously, you know, start planning marketing strategies and getting in registrations and enrollments, and then get into more of the administrative tasks like creating the attendance sheets and the materials that the kids are going to need and ordering supplies and being able to create those health and safety protocol standards and the handbook policies. So all of those things take a lot of time. So we do want to start planning early on. So if they haven't already started, now's the time to get started this month because there's a lot of things that take place in preparing a successful high quality summer camp. Traditionally, What are the main components of a summer program? Components would include health and safety protocols, a good marketing strategy to get enrollments and registrations, having plans for both large group and small group activities and uh, creating a schedule for summer camps that has those opportunities integrated into the schedule, which also include free play time, snacks, lunch, quiet time, Uh, maybe a emotional time where the kids get to actually reflect and talk about their emotions every day during the summer. The parents really love that too, because that helps them build that and bridge that gap from school time to summer camp time where they're still getting that social and emotional development that the kids need. Parents 
parent with emotions because they want the best for their child. So we want to make sure that they have a secure, safe, warm environment that they trust to send their children to and a healthy environment that has health and safety protocols in place that parents can see but also feel comfortable uh, and confident in leaving their children in, such as cleaning checklists that are regularly updated. They have health and safety protocols of child well checks every morning to make sure all the kiddos you know are feeling good or haven't been exposed in some way and another thing that parents really love and this is not just during the COVID-19 times but at any time parents love to see organization and there's simple things that a summer camp program to do to offer parents that sense of security in a very organized program such as making sure that the kids do have small group time so it's not always large group, 50 kids at a time playing games, but they have those opportunities where they're getting that personalization with camp counselors and, and coaches and teachers to offer, you know, 10 kids to one uh, teacher at a time or one camp coach, a counselor to play games. And, you know, just having those smaller times to where kids can feel personal, personable, and the parents can be reassured that their children are receiving more one-on-one -on -one or small group time care. Should programs still offer virtual activities? I think that it's actually a blessing that the past year we have gotten to know the virtual activities um, more so than probably most of us have ever learned or done in the past before. And I think it would be cool to incorporate virtual activities into our camp programs and offer virtual summer camp activities and a simple way to do that, for example, is offering a virtual time. We can do social and emotional development, for instance, and the camp can offer a social and emotional virtual experience with a camp counselor where kids can register to join the session once a day or once a week virtually and still get that social and emotional support, but do, maybe doing virtual type online activities. There's a lot of apps and programs and YouTube videos that a camp counselor can utilize virtually through Zoom or WebEx or another virtual platform to keep the kids engaged at home, but we're also offering that camp program through our program and resource. So yes, I do agree that both in-person camp and virtual camp um, being creative and innovative um, is a great thing to offer. Even though COVID numbers have decreased, what are still some best practices summer programs should still use and have in place? One best practice is making sure that you have the health and safety protocols and policies in place. I know that there are some fabulous resources uh, on the CDC website, Texas licensing website for youth camp programs and child care centers, and also the American Camp Association has a checklist that is wonderful to guide leaders and program directors to really understand what health and safety protocols and policies need to be established and in place. So those are some good resources to refer to, to implement those. So we wanna make sure that we have hand washing signs, um, how to appropriately, you know, cough or sneeze signs, just any type of visual cues for the kids to identify with, to be able to refer to of how to do best practices of keeping ourselves clean, good hygiene, how to social distance um, in a way that's 
you know, still allowing them that social time with their friends, but also just being safe. Um, some other main components would include administrative tasks, such as creating the camp schedules, creating the registration forms and the documentation that goes along with that, creating any handbooks or policies that need to be implemented specifically for their camp programs, and of course the curriculum and an activity planning and making sure that those plans are developmentally appropriate, engaging, fun, safe, and that the curriculum really meets um, a wide variety of summer fun themes or summer fun, you know, STEM activities, something that the kids can do to keep them just having fun in the summer. When you are curriculum planning activities or utilizing your envi environmental space, think about activities that kids can do that don't require a lot of supplies and materials. So you don't have to have tons of time cleaning or tons of your staff using their time cleaning materials. Think of activities that require limited use of supplies or supplies and materials that don't require cleaning after every usage of it. And there is a fabulous activity website that camp programs can utilize and go to that is free. And it has amazing social distancing and minimal use of materials and supplies. And it's curriculum plans and activities already planned out 100%. And it is called asphaltgreen.org, A-S-P-H-A-L-T-G-R-E-E-N.org. And it is a wonderful resource, again, that's free to help camp teachers and counselors and program director, directors just do fun social distancing activities and games with their kids. And it goes from ages kindergarten all the way through late elementary school ages. So it's a great resource. I recommend to check it out. What would you suggest is the best way to communicate with parents? I think it really is going to depend on the parents in their community that they're serving and the relationship that they have with those parents to begin with and how they already communicate to them. Different parents, different communities um, have different considerations on what works best for them. Some programs and parents communicate better in person or you know, delivering hard copies of materials if they have a notice or a flyer or some kind of information going out. Whereas other programs and parents really like the electronic way of communication through apps or emails or text messaging. So I really think it's going to be depend on the program and knowing your parents and what they prefer and then providing them those options of what they feel comfortable with in far as far as communicating. Do they get send out a survey or a poll or a questionnaire to your parents at the beginning of summer camp and say, you know, these are the options that we want to communicate with you. We want to build that relationship. We want to partner with you this summer for your child to have fun and a successful summer camp with us. Which way do you prefer best communicating or getting and receiving communication from us? You know, do you prefer phone call, text messaging, app service, um, in-person, email, and just give them that option and, and get that feedback from them to build that relationship. And then I always like to tell educators and fellow uh, people in the field working with kiddos and education that the best way to communicate with parents when you do have to have either a hard conversation or you want to communicate about your program, your policies, is remember the Oreo cookie method. 
always communicate to parents with positive fact positive type of mythology and that means start the conversation start the email start the text message with a positive statement and then get to the fact that is whatever you're trying to communicate with the parents this is the policy because this is our this is what we are going to do to keep your children safe because of you know this reason and then in that communication with the positive as well leave the parents feeling like they are part of your program or leave them maybe asking them a question back to them such as what would you like to see in, in, in our summer program that would benefit your child. So keeping that Oreo cookie method in communicating with parents is always very helpful and the parents really learn to build trust for you. Before we close, is there anything else you can think of? I do want to recommend the CDC, Texas Licensing, and American Camp Association websites that they do have some amazing checklist resources, especially for the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, policies, restrictions, procedures, protocols, and if for some reason you cannot find those resources on their websites, I have them already saved in my computer and I am happy to share those with you directly. You can always reach out to me. My name is Kristen Miller. My email is eteachingme at gmail.com and please just send me an email and I'm happy to rescind those resources or the curriculum free resource asphaltgreen.com. If you can't find it for whatever reason, just reach out and I'm happy to support you. Well, Christian, thank you so much. I'll make sure your uh, email address is in the description of this podcast. Um, I also want to thank you for being our guest on the Making F School Clue podcast and uh, for providing your wealth of information as we move quickly to summer. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Michael. I really appreciate your time. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us for this episode where our topic focused on preparing for a great summer program. Please join us for future broadcasts as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.